Welcome to the Level Up Podcast. Our goal is that by listening to our podcast, you will be inspired to level up. With the help of some amazing guests, we'll be inspired by some inspirational success stories and find out how you can level up your business, your life, and your relationship with yourself. Because I know that by leveling up and balancing these three aspects of your life, you can make a difference and impact the lives around you. Level Up Podcast will be a series of interviews featuring successful professionals who are making a mark and a difference in their lives and others. They will share their incredible stories of how they did it so you can be inspired and learn from the very best. So first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on board and thank you for taking the time. I know we've been talking about it for a little bit and trying to uh, fit our schedules and trying to figure out the best time for us to sit down and just have this beautiful conversation that I'm so excited about getting to know you a little more. We, we got connected through a network event, believe it or not. And I love that because I feel like a lot of times we go to these events and we don't know what to expect, but something like this happens where you just connect and it's beautiful to, to get to know another human like you that is doing amazing things in the world. So thank you for coming. Thank you for taking the time. I'm excited to have you on and I can't wait to get to know you a little bit more. Thank you for having me. That's a wonderful intro. I feel really excited to be here. Great, great. Well, first of all, let's just start up with getting to know who you are. I know we talked about fitness and just tell me a little bit about your background. How do you get into it? I know you're in, in Arizona, right? You're, you're in Arizona based yeah, on? I'm in Virginia, actually. Virginia. Sorry. Virginia. I'm sorry. You were in Arizona last week or something, right? I was in Arizona. Yeah, recently. Yes. <laughs> That's what I got the Arizona from. <laughs> so tell me, how did you get into it? Uh, a little bit about your background so people know who, who you are. Yeah, totally. So I, I'm in Virginia, born and raised, small town, Roanoke, Virginia. I did a little bit. Uh, I lived a, a little while in big city, lived like Washington, D.C. life after graduation from college. And uh, my story kind of starts there. After I moved back to Roanoke, Virginia, I was working in a real estate firm and the job was good. But okay. At the time, like I was 26 years old, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And it was like, if I could find a steady job with a paycheck, then I was, you know, checking all the boxes. I was doing well. <laughs> okay. And that's kind of like, you know, where I was at at the time. And I'd always been into fitness. I'd always had a passion for just like working out. And I loved the way it made me feel. I love to talk about it with other people. And one of my good friends invited me to a fit body boot camp to check out this new gym that was in town. And okay. I, had never, I had never been to a fitness studio where it was like a group setting where you had multiple people you're working out with. I was more into like going to a Planet Fitness or a big box gym and working out on my own. I was very self-motivated. So I didn't find that I really needed that until I went to boot camp and turns out I did need that. And so okay. I went to Fitbody and I fell in love with it. And it wasn't just the workout. It was the community, the culture, the people and having that level of accountability that I had never had anywhere else. And I was starting to see results that I had never gotten anywhere else. And I had like this new level of um, accountability that I hadn't had before where I didn't make excuses. Like I would still show up because I was working out with other people. I was there with my friends. And so it was easier to show up for myself and it was more fun. There we go. Yeah, it was more fun. <laughs> and that's always a part of it is like, if you're taking on something like with health and fitness and, and it's not fun, you don't enjoy doing it, 
you're not going to be able to stick with it because yes, you're not going to last. You're only going to do it for a very short period of time and you're going to give up on yourself. Exactly. And, and I was kind of like finding that I was in that vicious cycle of I would start something like I was into racing at the time. So I would do like a half marathon and I would train, train, train and I would run the race. And then I would say, OK, I'll give myself a break. And then it was like, what's next? And so when I found boot camp, I had this level of consistency with my routine mm -hmm. that I had never had before, which was great. Um, so, yeah, and you, and, you, and you talk about accountability, which I, I just recently did a post about it. That is so interesting that we have it because without it, then again, we easily fall off track. Right. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And and you have to enjoy the journey. I will say that. And if you have people that are in that journey with you that are supporting you, then it's so much easier to keep going because when you're in it alone, and no one knows like why you're doing this or that you're even showing up to the gym, then it's so easy to make excuses for yourself as to why you don't need to do this today. Absolutely. So you went in, loved the atmosphere, loved the people, loved the concept. And what was next? Because I know now you specifically run a few or owned a few. So tell us what, how did that journey started and how did you get into even on the other side as right. running them? Right. So again, really young, no experience with fitness, but I went home to my husband one day. We had just bought our first house. So we had no money. We'd just gotten married six months prior. And I sat him down and I was like, listen, um, I'm going to open up my own Fit Buddy Boot Camp. If, if these people can do it, then I can do it. I've always kind of had that mindset. I've always had a very high level of ambition from a young age. Uh -huh. My husband was like, eh, I don't know about that. And so he he's a physical therapist. And so he was oh, okay in a clinic and I just kept saying like, listen, like we can use your education and my passion, combine the two and it'll be a great success. And he's like, okay, you know, whatever. And so <laughs> I just kept bugging him about it. And, and one thing led to the next, I convinced him to hop on a call with the franchise okay. and, and we signed up and we flew out to California, which is where they're headquartered in Chino Hills. Okay. This was like six months after me becoming a client. So we flew out to, to Fit Body Boot Camp headquarters. We sat there for three days and learned everything that you needed to know about the franchise, met the CEO, met all the people that work at HQ. And then we went back home and we started searching for a location and I guess it was probably like nine months after my you know, first day as becoming a client, we opened up the doors to our first location. Wow. Yeah. And now, now over the last you know, six years, we've successfully opened three locations. We've sold a location. Um, and now I'm the community manager for the FitBody franchise. So I serve as that face of the business per se, like that middle person between all of our locations. We have about 250 and the franchise. I'm the voice of the people. And it is amazing. I love it. It's so much. Yeah. And it brings me so much joy to see people change their life with health and fitness. There you go. And I think that's what I was going to go next. What is the purpose? Obviously, we all have this ideal of having a business, doing something, making money, you know, achieving the success. But it's so much rewarding when you're doing something that you're truly passionate about and that you are making a difference on people's lives. So um, tell me a little bit about, about that. Well, how did that make you feel? How does that translate into you getting up every morning, knowing you need to do this? And what is it that you're you're doing? Oh, yeah. You know, my journey as an owner it has evolved so much because in the beginning, I selfishly wanted to have a career. I looked at it as I want to have a career that I'm excited to get up 
every day and do and show up. Mm -hmm. And I quickly realized that it wasn't about me. And like, and if I made it about me, I'm not going to be successful in this. I quickly realized that it was about my clients. It was about my community. It was about the lives that I was impacting, Not, but I wasn't doing it. It was my business. It was my coaches. It was just, I provided that space to do that. And so when I got in that mindset of like, you know, this, this isn't about me, this is about them. That's when the true, I would say the true level of success that I'm at now really happened because it isn't all about the money. Like put the money aside. Like you want to feel like whatever you're doing is adding value to the lives of others. And to be in an industry and to be in a field where you can successfully say that what I am doing is a hundred percent making a difference. That is priceless. You can't put an amount of money that you could make to achieve that level of satisfaction that you get in being in that position. Oh my God. I love what you just said because uh, one of my previous podcasters just interviewed a couple of days ago. Um, he does, he, he works in the sports industry and he, he said one thing that really stuck with me. He goes, when you're able to do what you love and you still get paid for it, it is the best feeling, you know, because now you're no longer thinking about, am I going to make money? But you are automatically making money by doing what you do, but making a difference in other people and the money just automatically comes. But that's so amazing that, uh, again, I just wished everybody that is listening today paid that close attention because it is so important that we're able to find that. Not everybody has it. I do loans for a living. I mean, I'm in the mortgage business, and that's one of the things that I love the most is having the rewarding moment when people said, you know, I, I didn't know if I could do it. And now they own their home. They own the first investment. They own their first, you know, five, ten properties. And it's like having that rewarding feeling of that you're making a difference, I think it's it's definitely something that everybody should look for and find it as soon as you can. <laughs> definitely. And, and to that point, I, I want to note this is now that I've, you know, I have my own podcast and, and I talk to people every single week that are in all different industries and they have, you know, different careers that have nothing to do with like what I'm doing. And sometimes I often think that we're talking a lot about passion and, and doing what you love. And somebody listening to this might think, well, I love, I love art, but I'm not an artist. And you're telling me that if I need to do what I'm passionate about, I should really be working in art, but I have a job in customer service and, and I can't, and I can't be an artist. That doesn't mean when we talk about, you know, doing something that you love, doing something that you're good at, that doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily have a job in your hobby or have a job in something that, you know, you really like to do on, on the weekends. It might mean that if your job is in customer service, and say you work for, I'm just going to say American Express because I was on the phone with them yesterday. <laughs> right. If you're really good at making people happy, if you're good at having like conversations with people, relationships with people, you can get that same level of satisfaction working somewhere like American Express by just being like your authentic, true self and making somebody's experience as a customer better. You can still have that same level of fulfillment as I do in my career in fitness. And I right. think like too many people today think like, oh, well, I need to, I need to quit my job where I'm working <laughs> and go out and start my own business. It's not about that. It's about using your zone of genius, using those areas where you're really good and making an impact in whatever you do. It could be so simple as to just a phone call with a customer about a credit card transaction. 
Right, right. And you're absolutely 100% on that. It's something that I learned too, and we met through Ed Milet, but one of the things that I remember, I went to an event with uh, Tony Robbins. He said, why don't you work on your job, whatever it is that you're doing, and start doing your passion on the weekends. Find out ways that you can implement that into it, and you'll feel, I mean, eventually you'll fulfill your, your dream, and you can eventually transfer from your regular job to your passion, your purpose in life, if you start working on it. Because a lot of times that happens too. You just get too busy with work or too busy with, you know, making money to pay your bills, that you never take the time to start doing the things that you truly love. So he said that I will work a job from eight to five, and then my passion, my vision, you know, the extra hours at, at night. And I'm like, that was such a great, um, you know, advice as well. So, yeah, definitely, but you make total sense. Whatever you do, just do the best you can and make that you be your your way of giving that experience to those other customers. So asking you both, you, I know you said you have babies and we were talking about it once. How are you able to balance those two, those two things? I know you have little ones. Yes, Tell me. Yes. <laughs> so my, my kids, uh, my daughter's four and a half and my son is almost two. And I know you have kids like the second one, it goes by so fast. I still look at him like, he's a little baby and now he's two, almost two years old and just repeating everything his big sister says. It's sad. I want him just to be a baby again. <laughs> and I always said, uh, now my kids are older, but I always say, you know, as a mom, you try to enjoy as much as you can, take as many pictures as you can because the time flies. And before you know, like you said, baby walks, school, and, and there you go. I know, I know. It's sad. But uh, to answer your question, I don't think there is a balance. I really don't think there's a balance. Uh, one thing I find myself doing right now in this season of life is I have to kind of compartmentalize some of the areas that I'm in. So, for example, you know, my my work, what I do, we're very much connected to social media, to email, I'm always communicating with our coaches and clients and in mm -hmm. the HQ. And you can very easily let that overwhelm you and kind of take over your entire day. Mm -hmm. And when my kids get home from school, I have to shut that off in order to be full-time mom in the moment. And my husband and I, our theme for this year is presence. Like we want to be more present because as business owners and as, you know, a couple, we can easily let, we're, we'll be making dinner and we can let an email that we get that's asking us to do something completely take away from our time with our kids. And we could be playing with them, but we're not actually thinking about what we're doing. We're thinking about what we need to do later. Nice to be yeah. and, and it's easy to get caught up in that. Like I often say I'm addicted to productivity and I really am. That's one of my toxic traits is I don't like to go to bed with, with emails unread, emails unresponded to. But I got to a point in my life with, with my kids and in motherhood where I realized like that is not sustainable. Like you can't do that every day. You have to cut, you have to set those boundaries for yourself. And that's the biggest thing I've learned in this, in this journey as a mom, building my business and building my family at the same time is just setting those boundaries for yourself. And when you are in the work zone and when you are in the mom zone, be fully present in those moments. Thank you for sharing because that was a, I, I was at an event a couple of weeks ago and I was asked that question and that's the reason I wanted to ask you as a mom and as a business owner, how do you find the balance? And I said very similar question. <laughs> the answer was very similar. Like, you know, there's really not such a balance, but you have to find what works for you. And obviously being full of presence when you're at work, you 
give you a hundred percent. And when you're with the kids, you, you give them your attention as well and put the phone aside and, and be present. So I think yeah. a lot of us, um, again, are guilty. And I call myself, there were times that I'll be with them and I'll still be checking my emails oh, and sure. like you said, not being fully present. And it's definitely something that we, and don't remember that because, uh, believe it or not, one of my oldest will say, yeah, sh- my mom is on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I know what it's like. Sometimes you're trying to run the business and the kids are with you. Like, she's on the phone. So I just, it, they used to be the joke. They would say, she's on the phone. Don't talk. Oh, yeah. So yeah, definitely be fully present. Put the phone aside and just, you know, enjoy the time when you're with the, with the family. Okay. So what's next for you? What are you working on right now? So that's, again, you're finding your place where you are able to balance. Well, kind of balance or finding the way of setting those boundaries and saying, okay, I'm at the home. I'm a full-time mom, wife business. What are you working on right now? Because I know you, and it seems like you're like me, you're always on the go, see what's coming next. I mean, we went out at the bend where yeah. we're all talking about what's next. <laughs> yeah. I, I am kind of in that, um, not reinventing myself area, but I, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out what can I do successfully right now as a mom and in, in this stage of life that isn't going to take up all of my time, but whatever I do, I can go hundred percent. 110% into it. I can put all of my effort into it. And so I have found that owning additional locations on my own fit body bootcamp locations and opening those is just not realistic for me right now. What I would like to do is help other people open up their own locations. And I just, I just did that with one of my coaches uh, five months ago, she opened up her first location and I'm her partner. And so there I, yeah, so I support her on the back end. Um, I help with business operations, anything I can do on my computer. And she is boots on the ground in the studio because she has a passion for fitness and helping people. And so she's in there building the relationships, but I'm helping her on the back end, the business side, because I have learned that over the years and learned how to master that. And so my goal now is to help other aspiring fitness business owners that want to do that with the brand, with FitBody Bootcamp, but they might need that little bit of support and they need the help getting started. And so that's what my goal is right now and to bring more awareness to the FitBody Bootcamp brand. That is an amazing idea. See, and without having to leave and having to be the one going and open up those other places. So mentoring or supporting yes. others to go do the same. And that's amazing as well because you're making a difference. Sometimes they need that little push. They need that little support, especially if they never done it and you have already done it yourself. So that's awesome. I love that concept. Yeah, Thank I you for it. sharing. It's fun to be able to use what I have learned, the mistakes that I have made and educate my partner on those so that she doesn't make those. There you go. There you go. Mentoring them and, and guiding them as you already done it yourself. So it's, again, now let me ask you, when you were little, did you ever thought this is going to be my dream job? This is what I'm going to see myself doing? What was that like? No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, so when I was younger, I was very into like the arts. Like I, oh, when, it, when it came to school, so I was, I loved writing and I loved just like expressing myself. Like I would submit essays um, through like one of our school organizations. Like I love doing that kind of stuff. Uh, when I went to college, I did think that I wanted to get into fitness, but I talked myself out of it because I thought, what am I going to ever do with this? So I went, I went to a university with a declared major of athletic training and I, <laughs> but I quickly talked myself out of it. 
Like I was literally like, I want to do something in fitness, but I'm too scared because I don't know how I'm going to get a job. So I did what I was comfortable with and switched it to communications and technical writing. <laughs> Studied that in college. And it's actually really funny because it's kind of gone full circle because I, you know, I graduated, I graduated from college, did a few random things, ended up getting into the fitness industry. And now that I am still in the fitness industry, I'm running my own podcast and doing a lot of content and writing through that. So it's kind of like I'm getting to do both, which you're getting, you're getting to do the best of both worlds. Which you is know, really that's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is. That is so cool. So you get to use the fitness part of it. And then now you're using the writing and the communications to, to be the, the face of, of that company. I mean, my God, that is amazing. See, things always work out for the best. I always tell people, you know what? Follow, follow what you feel that is your passion and end the process. You'll figure it out. Then things will come, like you said, full circle. You know, they'll just align in a sense that you ended up again being at the right, at the right place. Exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. process. That's amazing. So your dream job when you were little, you didn't, you wanted to do fitness, but you just didn't know how you went to college, declared major on fitness and athletes, and you ended up doing something else. That is so interesting. Um, advice for our business owners, entrepreneurs, anything you want to share with them in terms of what you learned so far, opening your few franchises so far? Oh, yeah. Um, the hardest part for me because I started this at such a young age and not having a lot of experience working with teams is just being a leader and how to delegate what needs to be done and making sure that your team knows what your mission is behind this business, what your goals are. That has been the hardest journey for me is just communicating that to my team. And it's gotten better over the years, but there have been some clear moments in our business where an example would be when we opened our second location, I was always in the first location every single day. I was coaching. I was there. And then when we opened our second location, I needed to be there every day because that location was just getting started. And I never clearly communicated to that other team what was going to happen. <laughs> and it was kind of like I just dropped off the face of the earth. And I remember this was like a year and a half ago or probably like a not quite a year into having the second location. I finally was like, okay, there is like no clear line of who's going to who for what, like the organizational chart is all messed up. We need to reevaluate. And, and it was, and they understood like my team, they're amazing. And, and our business is what they are because of them, because of those coaches. Mm -hmm. but clearly like, in my role as a leader made me realize, okay, I'm not that great at this. I need to improve. So just being a leader and delegating is hard. It really takes some effort. It does. And you know, you said something very important. You can't be in two places at the same time. So again, thinking that you can do it all is amazing. And we all sometimes feel like you're the superwoman. You're going to make it work. You're going to figure it out. But it is so true to learn how to say no to some things and delegate other things. Because at the end of the day, there's only 24 hours of the day and you're going to have to somehow, some way delegate to in order for your business to grow. And right. that's something that I had to learn the, the hard way myself too. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for the piece of advice. I know that most business owners get to that point and, and it's hard sometimes to say, well, what am I, what is going to be my role and right. what do I need help with and right. who can do sometimes better than I can? Because a lot of times we think, we're the only ones who can handle that because we've been doing it, right? And then we realize that sometimes we find talent that they do things way better than we have ever done it. So 
I for me it's always been finding the right key players and empowering them, letting them run with it and letting them sometimes even make some mistakes because if they don't make mistakes, they're not going to learn. Right. So I don't know about you. What do you think? Yeah, I totally love that. And, and I agree. We've actually had quite a few coaches or quite a few individuals in our business where they were the right person, but they weren't in the right position or you know, like they had strengths that we weren't utilizing where they needed to be. And that was because my ego was so big. I thought I needed to do it all when turns out, no, they're actually better than me at doing this one thing and they need to do it. And I need to do something else. And so that that's a humbling experience that you have as a business owner is like, there are people out there that are better than you and can do certain things better. We need to hire them. Yep. Yeah. Hire, hire them all the time. And, and what do they say? Hire quick. No, fire quick and, and hire <laughs> slow. And also, you know, be able to acknowledge as a leader that if something is not working, don't wait too long. Because if you let it prolong, then it's just it's going to get worse. Oh, yeah. Right? That's true. When you find that employee that does a really good job, but there's this one thing that's just not, you know, not aligning. And yes. you just hold on to them. But, you know, in reality, they're hurting the business. All right. I have done that. Yeah. Me too. I've been in the business for 16 years and I've always have it. I'm like, you know what? Nope, that's yep. not working. Let's make this switch. Let's make adjustments and let's just, you know, get everybody what they need to be. Uh, again, just going back to, we met through an event. So I'm assuming you do have, again, in the fitness, you, you just mentioned coaches, coaches for the clients. What about you? Do you have any mentors, any coaches that you're using, that you're utilizing to grow your business or to keep your in the right track or, you know, just mindset, because we do need sometimes also that accountability, that help on guiding us or what to do and what not to do. Right. I don't have like a personal mentor, but I'm in a mastermind group with Fit Body Bootcamp. And in that mastermind group, those are top performers in the brand. And we have like a weekly call. We meet once a quarter in person together and we talk about you know what's working in our business what's not and help each other grow um so i get a lot of benefit from that i'm very close to the, the ceo of the body boot camp so i have access to him whenever i need it and he's kind of like my mentor and the person that's helping me evolve in my role um so he's definitely played a key key part in my success in this role with fit body which is great and then i have a few podcasts that i listen to i'm sure like you that you feel like those people are your mentor, even though they don't know who we are. Yes, <laughs> all the time. Or the books, you know, one of the books that I love is uh, Think and Grow Rich. And he talks about the power of the mastermind, you know, the power of getting people together and just share and collaborate. And just like you said, that's amazing that you guys have that because that community really, really, and, and more than anything, because you guys are all in the same you know, business. So that definitely, it's a great piece that you, that again, that you have access to. So beautiful, but always mentors, you know, it's going to help you. I always say, you know, if you're inside the box, you can only see the, the walls. Somebody from the outside can come in and see the little corners that you might not be able oh, to see. That analogy. Yeah, that's good. Yes. I've always said coaches can come in and then you're always looking, okay, around you see the walls, but they can see the little corners and Hey, what about that little corner? You're not taking, right. you're not paying attention to that area. And, and you know, that could be, you know, something that can benefit your business. So amazing, amazing. What about, uh, what's next for you in terms of uh, going in at the babies? Are we going to have more babies? Two babies <laughs> now? Good question. I'm not sure. 
I actually I have three, and I said I was gonna have one. So, really? <laughs> and I know you have, I know you have two. So, is there any more babies coming? Yeah, I've always said that I wanted to have a big family because I only have one sibling. I only have a brother. Oh, and okay. My husband is one of seven, and so when we get together with them, it's so fun. And like when I met him. I was like, okay, this is so cool that you have this big family. Like, I want to have that too. But if somebody asks him if we're done having kids, he's like, yes, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, that's an interesting thing because a lot of times we think we want this. And then once we get in, they're like, oh, I don't think I can't know anymore. This is enough. <laughs> our big thing is like, you know, the middle of the night, like my daughter now, like our two-year-old, he's so easy. But our okay. daughter... She's always in our bed. Like every other night she ends up in our bed and like in the mornings, he'll look at me and be like, this is why we're not having any more kids. <laughs> we, we can't handle this. Like <laughs> that is so funny, but it, it does happen. I, I did happen with my three. So, <laughs> and they said it helps them actually. I read somewhere where they said, you know, it's good. Their self-confidence tends to be better when they have, they feel that they have that you know, bond with their parents yeah. and, and even sleeping with it, with their kids. Right. Um, some others don't agree and I'm okay with it, but yeah, my kids would always come and they up in my bed when they were little. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, one of the, one of the, what is one of the most important lessons you have learned in life that you can share with us? Oh, most important lessons I've learned in life. Everything is temporary. I would say in the beginning of my journey as a business owner, I would take any setback like so hard, like everything that would happen. I'll give you an example. Like when I was first like coaching and, and building the studio and building relationships with people, it was like I would have one week where five people would cancel their membership. And I thought the world was ending. Right. And you look at it like that in the beginning because you've never experienced it before. But then as the years went on and I had more problems that I realized were so much bigger than that, like when somebody would email to cancel, of course you try to keep them, but if they need to cancel, then so be it, move on with life. And right. I and I apply that in, in every area. It's like these setbacks I've had or these moments of adversity that have felt like it's gonna, I'm never gonna get out of it. I realize that it is temporary and this is, it's going to be okay. Like just recently, we lost an employee who had been with us for a while and she was an A player. Like she was someone who really did an amazing job in her role and the role and where her life was going just no longer aligned. And all of our members in our community looked at it as like, oh my gosh, the business is going to close because this person is, is leaving. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. a week, and a week later, you never would have even known she left, but <laughs> it's like, these moments of adversity that we have, they are so temporary and you can't get wrapped up in that. Like you need to give yourself those five, 10 minutes of like, okay, this sucks. And then after that, be like, what am I going to do next? What's next? And that's what, that's like kind of the muscle I have built over the years and, and, and the strength that I have gained from those moments. And it's gotten me to that point where I realized like it is temporary. These moments of adversity are temporary. And there's always a lesson to be learned, I feel like. Anytime we go through any adversity of anything comes to our life and we feel like oh, this is going to, you know, right. completely, you know, and then you learn something from it. And exactly. there's always a lesson that you take from it. 
So that's, that's a beautiful said. I love that. And there was a book that I read that everything that you go through, even as hard as it is, you will look back and say, oh, that was the best thing that happened because it allowed us to do this or learn to deal with it this way. So yeah. beautiful, beautifully said. What is the one thing that you're the most proud of? Ooh, the most proud of. Well, um, so in my role as an owner in the beginning, you know, it really started as a passion for fitness and helping people. But I quickly realized probably like year two when I had my daughter and I had to step out and hire coaches that there is nothing more rewarding than helping a coach be in a career, be in a job that they love to show up to every day and be a part of that. I had a guy, he's been with me for four years. He was the manager of a Cracker Barrel. And he reached, he reached out to me and said, I have no fitness experience, but I have a passion for fitness. I've worked at Cracker Barrel for 10 years. I'm ready for a career change. Would you consider hiring me? And I brought him in, sat down with him, hired him on the spot because he was so convincing that he was going to be like the best trainer. And he's the best hire I've ever had. He runs one of my studios. He's absolutely amazing. And to be able to provide that opportunity for someone to do something that they love and that they can make a difference doing is the most rewarding feeling. And that's kind of like what has gotten me to my next um, career path now and helping other people open their own studio. It's because I truly enjoy helping people and, and helping them to, on that journey to doing what they love because I was able to do it it made a difference in my life and I want them to be able to have that same experience. That is so beautiful. I love it. See, there was a reason why we needed to do this podcast. We're inspiring <laughs> others to say, Hey, it can't be done. You just right. said it and it really gave me chills to think of someone being at a job for 10 years. Right. And again, doing it because they have to, right? Because they have to provide for family. They have to pay their bills, but it's not their passion. And someone like you being able to foresee bypass their current experience and said, well, you know, let's give them an opportunity. And sometimes that's all they need. They need somebody to believe and give them that chance and they will do amazingly well. That right. is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story. I think it's definitely, it got to my heart. So thank you. <laughs> and um, on, on the outside of that, anything else that you'd like to share in terms of things that you know that you've been able to do for your community, that you know that it's made a difference in other people's lives other than, again, this particular story was amazing. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I would just say, like, you know, as a business owner, one thing I have found is the more involved you can get in your community and the bigger impact that you're trying to make to better the lives of others, the better your business is going to be. And sure, like you want to make money and, and you want to do well and you want to be able to provide for your family and for your coaches. But the more you can give, 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 the more you're going to get. And it's really hard to stay in that mindset in the beginning when you need to make money, like you need to make money to pay your bills and you have all these things you have to pay for. But if you can get in that mentality that like the more I give, the more I get, then the money will come and, and you will be successful because people will be bought into your business and what you're doing because of the impact that you're making. There we go. And it is true. At the end of the day, if we, if we focus ourselves on helping others, business success is going to come your way regardless because you are not concentrating on the money aspect. And I think most business owners at the beginning definitely think I need to make money. I need to make money. And, and by doing that, they're, they're not focusing on the most important part, which is helping and being of service of others. Right. 
And for me, my business has always been referral-based, which is interesting. I always said, you know, the experience you have, you want your family and friends to have. So you definitely want to make sure you're providing the best service so they want their family and friends to experience the same. And and I think that if we can live our lives with that or run our business like that, it's definitely something that it's, it has no price. And been doing it for 16 years, I know it's it's something that paid off for me. Um, but there's anything that you feel that if you would have known this part at the starting of your business would have made a difference or you just love the way things turned out? Is there any anything that you could share about that? Oh, hmm. <laughs> well, yes. Yes. yes and what I've done, would I have done things differently? I'm not really sure. It's the industry that I'm in. You have to be there really early in the morning or you have to be there <laughs> late at night and when you're newly married and you don't have kids, like that's fine. Like I had no problem with that. But then when you add those little kids to the mix, that's really challenging. And so I had to, when I, when I first, so when we had our first studio and I had my first child, we actually had a babysitter that would come to our house at like five 30 in the morning because my husband would have to be at work at seven 30. So I would already be gone. I would leave at like four 30. My husband would need to leave around six to get to his job. And she would come to make sure that someone was there when Sophia woke up. And then I would get home at like 11 AM. It was the oddest schedule. And I would laugh. I'm like, there needs to be like a nanny service for moms with like you know, nursing jobs where they're working night shifts or like gym moms, you know, because it's such, it was such a weird schedule. So I would say that's like, it's unfortunately unavoidable, but that was like the challenging part is just like trying to figure that out. Um, so in the beginning, I probably would have maybe set myself up mentally a little bit better for that. If I would have known the challenges that was going to present. <laughs> When I think motherhood comes, and I always said there, what is the perfect time to have kids? When is the perfect time to open that business? When is the perfect time to go on that trip? Um, what what, what did you take on that? Because I recently had to come up with with that and for my business, and I just kind of decided that there's never perfect time. Right. You just make it the perfect time. Exactly. And you work around it and you figure things out because if you wait for the perfect time to have those babies, when is that going to be? You're never going to have them. Yeah. Oh, starting up the business. Right. Yeah. <sighs> yep. I know. And it's funny. Like I had kids young. Like I had my daughter when I was 27 and I have friends and I'm, I'm 31, almost 32 now, but I have friends that haven't even had kids yet. Like they're not even starting. They're just now starting to think about it. And you're, you are seeing that a lot more now is people totally. waiting until they're older. And would it have been easier to do this business without those kids? Sure. I could have probably had 10 locations by now. Right. But mm -hmm. now I do kind of feel like I have had some really challenging times in the last five years. Like I have been tested to the limit and it's made me stronger and it's made me the person that I am today. So I wouldn't go back and do it differently one second. Beautiful. And I think that's what it came down to me. Like, you know what? And actually one of my coaches said, when was the last time everything was perfect? I said, really never, you know, because there's always challenges. There's always going to be something that, you know, I don't know about you, but whenever I have to go on vacations, which I'm very, very good about booking them and we're going and we'll just get it done and we'll deal with it. As even if I'm on a trip, I have to make phone calls. I'll make the phone calls. But again, you have to be able to live your life and do the things you want to do. And again, even with all the things sometimes not being on the perfect 
um, alignment, you know, at that moment that you need to take off that trip or take off, you know, that time off to be with your kids. But um, right. having the flexibility as a mom, I think having a business, you know, you having the business, having those kids now that they need you when they're little. Um, it's amazing to be able to have that flexibility to say, you know what, I can answer that email in half an hour and it's not going to make, nobody's going to die over this. Mm -hmm. Let me take care of my baby now that needs me right now. That's and right. For me, that's the reason I went into business when I had my second child, because I, I knew that I couldn't work at nine to five. Mm -hmm. I knew I needed to have more control of flexibility more than anything with my time. So yeah. as a mom out there, if you're a mom and if you're thinking, I mean, I know it's going to be a challenge, like you just heard it, but it can be done and it can be arranged if you just, uh, you know, apply some of these concepts that she's sharing with us, which are amazing. Yeah, definitely. So let's encourage our moms to. That's Go right. for their dreams. Don't use. And it's funny. I recently said this to one of my loan officers because she had babies and she's like, I can't do it. You know, it's so hard. Da, da, da. And I don't know what to do. And I said something that somebody told me and I said, use your kids as your motivation, not as your excuse. Mm. Because a lot of times I feel like we use our kids as an excuse and said, oh, well, I could do this, but I can't because I have little ones. Well, right. I could go after this thing, but I can't because, you know. So I, I told her that I was switch. She automatically changed her attitude and she made things, you know, made some changes on the way she was doing things. But that was my thing. What do you think it is? A good advice for those moms that sometimes are not going after their dreams because they have the kids. Yeah, my the way I look at it is, you know, I could easily say right now, I'm just going to give myself a break because, you know, I do have the locations that kind of run themselves and I have coaches that are there and then they're doing the work in the studio. I could easily say, let's just take a break right now and not really do much and, and just take care of my kids. But then <clears throat> I feel like in a few years, I'm going to regret doing that. I'm going to regret not pursuing something that I loved because you don't know what your life is going to look like in five years. You don't know if these opportunities that you have right now may never come again. And so that's the way I look at it. Like, you know, I'm a believer and I believe that God puts these experiences and these opportunities in front of you for a reason. And he's testing you. Like, are you going to take it or are you going to go the other way? And, and sometimes we do need to go the other way. And sometimes that's okay. But you don't know when that opportunity is ever going to come again and if it's ever going to come again. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for sharing that because it is so true. A lot of times we always think it's going to be another one down the line, but we don't know. Right. We no. don't know. And another thing I feel like as a mom too, yeah, your kids are looking at you as an example too. Like it's so interesting. A lot of times as much as, again, we, what do they say that your kids will do what you do, not what you say. Right. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's caught, not taught. Yeah. Right. And they see you, you know, working on yourself, doing the best you can, going out and, you know, just, you know, getting getting yourself exposed to the opportunities and be, being yourself out there. You know, they're going to do it one day, too. You right. will become, right. again, their example. And, and it's so important that we do not allow ourselves to just because I have little ones, I can't do this right now. Just go after what you want and do it, you know, with a passion and find whatever that is that, that makes you get up every morning. So you are a morning person. Yeah, because you get up so early. <laughs> when you said four thirty, I'm like, okay, you're one of mine. I get up every morning at four thirty. I love getting up early, getting my my stuff done early before even the kids are up or the husband is up, and it feels so good. My day is planned, and I don't have to worry about yeah not getting my exercise done or not getting my journaling done. Do you have a morning routine? Do you have anything that you do for you? 
Uh, so actually, this might surprise you. I do not like working out in the morning at all. I do. <laughs> I do work out in the morning when I know I'm not going to have the opportunity to do it at another time during the day. But oh. usually, usually, usually what I do Tell is me. I get up early to do work that I need to be, have my undivided attention on. So like oh. if I'm going on a pot, if I have like multiple podcasts coming up like that day or that week, like that might be from fuck. 4.45 a.m. to like 6.45 might be my optimal time to like really focus in on that thing. And so like if I'm working on a project, if I'm working on content, if I'm working on podcasting, like that is my golden hour or two that I can work on stuff without any interruptions, without any phone calls, emails, or kids needing anything from me. Usually with my workout, like I can bring the kids with me to the gym. I have a gym in my basement. I have multiple different places that I can get my workout in. So that's not usually my obstacle during the day. It's the having my undivided attention on something that really needs it is what I do in the morning. Uh, yeah, but it's everybody has different routines, and that's interesting that you said that that's the time you use once you have no other distractions. You get to really focus and do that thing that you need to concentrate on. Yeah, exactly. And like other routines that I have in the morning is like I have to drink water before coffee because I love coffee. So if I don't drink my water before my coffee, then I'll just start drinking the coffee and just keep <laughs> on coming. So I try to drink at least like two glasses, 16 ounces of water in the morning before coffee. Um, I usually take like a, a greens, a daily greens. I'll do that before my coffee as well. Um, I'm pretty good about like packing my kids lunches the night before. So the morning is not crazy. I usually have like what we're going to have for breakfast and everything already mapped out. I'm sure you've found this, but I have many mornings where I didn't plan and I maybe got up a little bit too late and you're blaming your kids, but it's actually your fault. Like you're mad at your kids because like my daughter won't let me brush her hair and we're going to be late. It's not their fault. It's your fault. And it took me a little to realize that, like, if I'm having a bad morning, it's because I didn't prepare and I didn't get up early enough. It's not their fault. Don't take it out on them. Don't take it out on them. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that with, with our mamas out there that I'm yeah. sure we, we do feel like that sometimes. Come on, kids, let's go. Get it. <laughs> and we did not plan it. We did not, you know, get up early enough. Or we did not prepare stuff the night before. Um, you mentioned something now about the um, water Give us some tips. I know there are people out there. You mentioned having the water before your coffee. Why is that important? Yeah, well, it's important because, like, your body, you know, you've been sleeping for, for six to eight hours, hopefully. And if you get up and the first thing you do is add a stimulant to your body, like, that's that's not good. Like, your body is still kind of, like, waking itself up. And you need to first, like, set up your digestive tract, set up everything um, by drinking that water and kind of wake it up that way versus just putting a stimulant into your body right away. Um, I'm not an expert on that, no, but I something you're doing and I'm sure it's working. You look amazing. So definitely I will, I will take advice from you. Anything else? Just the greens. What else do you do? You drink? What else do you feed your body with? Yeah. So I, I do a lot of protein. Um, I do, I do a high carb, high protein, low fat diet is what really works well for me. Um, I don't, 
diet per se. Like last night, my husband and I got out the Valentine's Day chocolates that we had in our drawer. And I was like, remember these? I forgot we had these. It's like, oh yeah, this is the best. Uh, so I still definitely indulge in things like that. Uh, but definitely prioritizing that protein, avoiding sugars, processed foods when possible. Um, and then really prioritizing sleep is something that's very important to us. Okay. Making sure that we're getting that sleep because with the kids, like you never know when you're going to have a bad night. And as long as you're being consistent with your sleep routine, then that one bad night's got not going to completely throw you off. There you go. Any final thoughts for our audience that you want to share about you, about what journey is with the, with the health and the fitness uh, world that you like to leave us with? Uh, just remember that like, the reason why you're doing something and the reason why like you have these goals, your why for doing it needs to be so big that nothing is going to hold you back with nothing is going to get in your way of achieving that. And I think today we try to take on so many things where you're not actually doing it for the purpose that serves you. You might be doing it for someone else. And so make sure that whatever you take on, whether it's with your fitness or your career, your why is so big that nothing is going to get in your way of achieving that. Beautifully said. Thank you so much again. It was great having you. I enjoy all the tips you gave us. We had such a great, great connection and being moms, I think it's really, it's really important that we, that we balance things out or figure out a way to find that little line where we feel they were, we're not failing our kids and we're not failing our business by pursuing our careers, the pursuing, you know, our dreams. So thank you for bringing that in today. So it was amazing having you. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'll see you soon, kid. I'll see you. Thank you for listening to the Level Up Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are found. So you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, you can leave a five-star review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, we hope you level up.